1: The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.
2: Cobras and fire.
3: Thank you. Thank you. This
2: one's for the squish.
4: You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network and winners of the 2019 Grammy for Best Blanket Apology in Rock Podcasting. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco and I am joined by the micro Luce Cannon. Luce, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very
5: much. I have a very expensive beer next to me and uh, enjoying this snobbery. How are you? <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, I have a less expensive beer next to me because uh, I, uh, I, I don't weasel. Sure. Of course not. Uh, You're in the Green well, Belt. Well, we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, what, well, maybe we should explain last, uh, last week I was the macro and you're the micro. You want to break that down a little bit or should we just let the listener do what they want with it?
5: Yes, it's part of our bias a Beer campaign to help our hosting fee. The hosting fee that helps bring this fabulous entertainment to your ear holes every Tuesday. And how you can help us out with that is to go to gofundme.com slash absolutely drink to donate as little as five dollars just five dollars we drink a beer on the show we give it a review we give you a shout out and most importantly it's podcast fuel to keep you entertained and help the show out anything you want to add to that summary
4: no not at all i mean uh kind of like uh donnie marie we're a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll uh mm-hmm. i'm a little bit macro and you're a little bit micro beer when it comes to our personal drinking taste that's right that's the you pun know, Yeah,
5: it's an insignificant cause that you can contribute towards
4: and feel great about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we, we keep the, the the shows coming. This week we have a friend of the show, our, our uh, former guest, uh, Gene Vogel, chipped in, and uh, well, he bought us Greenbelt premium, but of course, uh, you decided that doesn't exist in Colorado. So, uh,
5: you know, that's again, you get very angry. That's completely inaccurate of what happened. Do you want me to actually give you the the breakdown of how? No, that went I think down my
4: version of the story uh, is backed up by uh, history and truth. Uh huh. And what are are other big words that Trump uses, like uh, when he throws around? Uh, Absolutely, I'm right. Uh, Absolutely, you're the worst. Um, Uh You're just sad. And uh, yeah, you know, I I I take on all these these different beers and and I digest them, you know. But anytime it kind of turns into a blue collar beer. As a matter of fact, I think Grain Belt's website says the beer your grandpa drank. you suddenly find a way to end up like, Oh well, how about I get something I actually enjoy? First off,
5: I was very excited about drinking that because it's named the Big Friendly, which sounds kinda of like the intruder or something like that. You know, it was a it had a great name to it. I'd never had it before, I'd never seen it before. I went and I reached out to Gene and asked him for an alternative, and that is what I'm drinking today. <laughs> that was what he told me to drink, not you. Yeah. I asked I am sorry it's not available. What else would you recommend? And I, well, how is that a problem? That you're leaving a I'm big drinking. chunk
4: out of the story. What chunk? You asked him before you look. You're like,
3: not I don't true.
4: Think yeah, 100% true. We You hadn't even gone to Total Wine yet, and you had already reached out to him to say, uh, well, I probably won't be able to get that. Do you have any other choices? See, you're you're slanting this. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling the truth. That's exactly no, how it what went I'm down. doing is so your your
5: your version is you go to the, the liquor store. You just hope that he's waiting in his his whatever mortificator chair somewhere waiting for me to reach out for an alternative solution. I don't know I'm how for you come to that conclusion.
4: There. No, you literally told me you were going after work. You didn't think they had it. You just asked him if he had a different alternative so that you could buy something else when you were there, which to me with your track record says you were never going to buy it. You, you just wanted something else. You didn't want your grandpa's beer. You wanted some snob beer. So thank you very much, Gene, for the epic brewing companies. Uh, you know, I went behind your back and I told him I said, Don't let him do this. Tell him he's gotta get like a PBR or something. And he's like, I feel like I'm you know, being forced to choose between two parents or something. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, well, I told wow. him I was going to come clean. I'm like, I just wanted you to fuck with him. But no, the fact uh, of the matter is, yes, Gene did give you that as a second pick, and he's the contributor, so he gets the last word. So fine, Even right, though we... you definitely rigged it in your favor, I'm going to honor the decision.
5: I'm sorry, in Colorado, we actually don't carry a shitty beer, so they didn't have hey, hey, Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. Do not call premium shitty beer. I am so sorry.
5: Listen, I've drank way too your... much of this in my life. I'm going on your whole theory that I have rigged the system. Now, can you do your review, and I'll do mine then, since yours is the one that was selected.
4: Um, I've always thought there was a hint of blueberry to the flavor of premium, um, and I've only had one other person concur with me on that. Now, much like me, he has also spent a lot of his uh, 20s and early 30s binge drinking, so maybe Mm -hmm. that has something to do with it. But I enjoy a good belt premium. I bought a six-pack because they don't sell singles of it at uh, Total Wine. Um, but also because yeah, whatever it was, it probably the six-pack probably cost as, almost as much as your one can of whatever you got. <laughs> is that your full review? That's my full review. Thank you, Gene. It, that, so the name of the the beer is not the Big Friendly. That's just their their. That's rate. the slogan, yeah. The Green Belt Premium Beer. Um, it is a Minnesota product, I believe. Okay. Uh, but it, it's not just, I mean, it, it's it's not like a, a craft beer locally or anything like that. It's mass-produced. It's a macro. Okay. Maybe just a, a, somewhere between micro and macro. All right. So anyway, the uh,
5: thanks for your review, and here's the one that makes you angry, and that is uh, the brewery is called Escape, and it is one of my least favorite breweries in uh, Colorado. So
4: does that make you a little more happy? Uh, no, not at all. No, no.
5: Okay, fine. Hey, maybe if it so, was
4: a Bud Light, I'd be okay.
5: Anyway, I have poured it into my glass. It is made of yeast, and it tastes pretty good. That's my review. Thank you, Gene.
4: Uh I, I shared something on the Facebook group. Uh, uh, Eddie Trunk had one of the most <laughs> Eddie Trunk tweets of all time. I don't know. Did, uh, did you get a chance to see that? Some of the the follow up from uh, people uh, was was pretty classic. Uh, but yeah, Eddie got to see the dirt movie, but he's not allowed to talk about it. He will talk about it at some point. Was his tweet? Wow! I translate thought his tweet that was for gonna, the listeners.
5: Yeah, I thought his translate uh, his his his
4: tweet ended with
5: "When's it gonna
3: stop?"
4: can you do that for me real quick I don't know if I can hit it the way I did that one time when's it gonna stop <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah maybe, maybe I should uh, should I read the tweet in Eddie's voice <laughs> please I saw the Dirt move. <laughs> I saw the <laughs> At Motley Crew movie the Dirt can't talk about it all yet as per the early screening agreement but saw it and will discuss when I can isn't he technically discussing it didn't he violate the per early screening agreement? Is that like a like a like a contract like the Motley Crue uh, cease and desist of touring thing uh, they, that they made him sign one of those, or is this just like a like a wink and a nod, like hey, look, we'll let you look at it, just don't fucking talk about it.
5: Now don't I mean, ha- don't ask Tommy Lee because his contract just says the word rad in all caps over and over again.
4: <laughs> uh yeah, maybe they don't want him to talk about it. Is uh, just that it means that it sucks, which of course it will. By the way,
5: oh god, I mean th- the fact that they just released the fact that they're releasing new awesome Motley Crue music with what- what's that guy's name like uh, Machine Gun Shock- Kelly?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you remember when they, they teased, like, just worked on something, can't talk about it now, hashtag Super Bowl, and everybody's like, oh my God, are they going to be part of the show? I'm like, people, it's going to be a fucking commercial. Yeah. And sure enough, it, I don't even remember what the commercial was for, but it was it just had Kickstart My Heart in it. In other words, they yeah. didn't, they're they not in it. They weren't involved. There was no work. It was like, can we use this song? Okay. The work was done. But yeah, the talk about, I mean, they're from the, the Kiss book of hype. You know, like under over promise under deliver, cool, cool, so we got some comments, you know we have so much
5: great content out there for you to listen to, of course we put it up on a consistent basis every Tuesday, people, if you're new to the show, just look forward to Tuesday or Baco Tuesday, as I like to call it <laughs> for the show, uh, because we are consistent, and uh people are, the point when me telling you that is people are behind in episodes, and you know our episode
4: cluster chips with the, our. our with, that had some great
5: impersonations
4: on it. Huh, yeah, some? the first appearance of Mankini, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I really appearance? hope Mankini makes an appearance uh, uh, going forward every now and then. He might if I get hungry. Yeah. The um, so
5: <laughs> we've had so we have some feedback on both ends, uh, unsolicited feedback, direct messages. One of them from uh, a friend of the show, uh, Chris says, "Baco, oh, Eddie, we, let's call him Chris." Oh yeah, we shouldn't reveal his real name. No, right? let's just call him Chris. All right. So Chris says. Uh, Baco's Eddie Trunk personation is spot on. He has, the, he has the nasally wind down perfect, plus his material is completely believable. I think I'm going to pay him to do it the entire time he's around next time. What's your hourly wage to do it in Eddie Trunk constant? Like, just to do Eddie Trunk. And if we're just having a conversation out and about, it doesn't matter if we're shopping at Ikea or anything like that. What,
4: what is What is your wage per hour? Just spend a day following someone around talking like Eddie Trunk. No, like having a conversation. Like we're hanging out with Baco,
5: but yet the, you're only allowed to answer all questions.
4: Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. You know, depending on how long you needed me to do it, but I would say fifty bucks an hour would be a fair rate. Now, I would I wouldn't want to do it terribly long because I'd worry that I'd become like some kind of method actor where I can't break character.
5: Oh, that's true. You'd be, you're you like the, s- uh...
4: someone who moves to England and within two weeks has an English accent. You know.
5: Who's that guy that crawls out of his little hut every uh, uh, three years and does a move and gets, a, gets, a, gets an Oscar? Uh, Punxsutawney Phil? Oh, da- no. Da- <laughs> That's once a year. Oh, fuck. I got I to gotta tell the weather again. Uh. Oh, all morons are depending on what the fuck I think spring is going to do. Do
4: you hear there's a new one? They have uh, Long Island Charlie or something like that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Anyway. Yeah, I've, I've heard, uh, isn't there a... Uh, Long Island Steve. You know who turns in every spring
5: for the uh, the weather report from Puxahani Phil, don't you? Uh, no. Who?
4: <laughs> the entire three sides of a coin audience <laughs> on the edge of their seat. Right now, ready. Mark, yeah, Mark Chicchini's is all pissed off because... Ah, oh, he didn't see his shadow again. <gasps> I can I can just see him sitting there just eating an entire bag of chips, <laughs> just waiting for the results. And he's flipping
5: his own three side of a coin. My eraser's well-worn because I make a lot of mistakes.
4: Yeah, so you had another review. Uh, you, you, you said there was some feedback on Mankini, too, I think. Yeah,
5: so, so fair and balanced, just like Fox News. We have one that is, uh, on my end, a uh, f- great friend of the show, Aaron Camaro, Message me and says, and says, this. if I can make it through this, it says, it says, uh, this is just last Thursday. It says, I am finally getting to catch up on some Cobras and fire. That man. Kenny shit is fucking hilarious. I am in, I'm at work right now. And surely the people at work must be wondering why I'm cracking up over, over, uh, myself here. Thanks for making <laughs> me look like a complete lunatic at my new job. Yeah, asshole. You,
4: I'm glad we could help.
5: Yeah. So, uh, between, between chip eating, my yeah. skills of eating chips and your nasally wine, we have entertained the masses.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you both uh, for the feedback. Uh, uh, we'll call you Chris uh, and, of course, Aaron Camaro, uh, co-host of the Decibel Geek podcast. Uh, an all-around great guy and a good snappy dresser. I can't feel
2: my toes and my fingertips. My chest is going so fast I can't keep up. It, I'm losing it, fuck, I just wanna quit And I'm clenching my face, and I'm touching my dick I need a fix, and a fix, and I'm sick of this Showing people my tricks and my ticks, and a judging, and judging, my Now, you won't fix my attitude. Cause enemy does it better than.
0: See the kid with the...
4: The Grammys were just on loose uh, and they like to call it uh music's biggest night uh, Sure. Um, I'm not really sure what what exactly you wanted to talk about. I definitely have some thoughts on the Grammys, but I'm going to let you take the lead. Uh, What are your general thoughts on on the program? Was there anything you wanted to bring up?
5: The first thing uh, that I realized is every time the Grammys take place, I find out about it a couple days later. (laughs) So it's almost as if I don't give a fuck. You know what I I did
4: during the Grammys? What? I sat in a hot tub with Ron Keel.
5: I got to tell you, you might want to clean that hot tub out at this
4: point. Because <laughs> he plays acoustic on... guitar in the hot tub, by the way. <laughs> oh,
5: really? That's, yeah, yeah, that that's impressive. That
4: warped as shit, but he can still uh, pluck away at it. But anyway, he's got he's got acoustic elbow. Yeah. So we skip the really Grammys high. and the Super Bowl halftime show and just take you know take in a hot tub. <sighs>
5: I cannot wait for you guys to show up on the scooter that's all i got to say <laughs> rockin pod 3 yeah but uh walking in like 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 one of those movies where everything slows down the the the, the doors open up and there's like the the, the bright lights and do, 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 do.
4: you, you know i've been in. trying to get uh, my boy uh, wilson who lives out there by you jealous over my bromance with ron keel it's not working so now i'm trying to do it with you are are you upset that uh um basically uh, i might be leaving you for another man <laughs>
5: I don't know. D- does does me uh sending you pictures of, of the ambiguously gay <laughs> duo on a scooter together and saying this is this is Baco and Keel like Jordan and Peel, does that upset you? Uh, I
4: didn't I didn't know it was a shot.
5: No, it was very uh, passive aggressive. Just, you
4: know. <laughs> anyway, back to the Grammys where uh so so just so the <laughs> listeners at home yeah, remember yeah. me and Ron are in a hot tub and the Grammys are being televised. Carry on. Now
5: yeah, here here's how I summarize the Grammys though is you know, you vote as a great American,
4: right? American? American. As, as is my right to do so until convicted of a felony. <laughs> I, you like how I'm like just banking on the idea that it, someday I will be convicted of a felony? <laughs> you're just putting it out there. yeah? I that can't, you, I, it's unavoidable, Loose. Right, it's right, in my right. blood.
2: It's in my blood and it's in my bones. In my heart and it's
5: in my soul. Point being is when you're going through that huge hanging chad <laughs> uh, ballot and you're getting confused
4: uh, uh, as, we as use we markers here in minnesota like good <laughs> americans okay anyway
5: you're working with the chads and you're moving them and they're hanging this way and hanging that and you're 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 deciding what you're going to vote for at some point there's a section or a department that you just really don't understand too much about <laughs> but unopposed, you know, unopposed offices yeah, unopposed offices, but 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 let's say that there are a few candidates though there, but it's a category you just you don't really care that much about. But you know, you know, you've seen a few signs, you've seen a lot of signs in people's yards, and <laughs> that guy that you saw that sign for, you're gonna vote for him. Well, that's how I think that the Grammys vote for for hard rock or rock music in general, heavy metal, whatever. Uh, the the categories are, are the people that people have seen. Those people that are voting give zero fucks about rock music, but they've seen enough signs to vote for them. And that is how Greta fucking Van Fleet won this year. And what did they win? Rock album of the year or something like that? Whatever it is, because that's the only name they've been shoved down that they've seen the sign for in their, their neighbor's yards for rock.
4: Yeah. I, 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 I will admit I'm kind of past the whole, I mean, rock and metal being ignored. Uh, it, it, it Look, I get why it's irritating, because it's irritating as fuck to me, and I'll get into that a little more in a second here. But it, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, complaining about traffic at this point. That's not even a good Greta Van Fleet record.
5: Right. I'm not even yelling about Greta Van Fleet. I'm saying that's, that's how little you're served up, and you don't care enough about it. So there's just enough information out there for, to make those decisions. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's weird a, how they,
4: quick they kind of yeah. got to where they did, because... Uh, I think
5: we'll go about that in the next section, too.
4: Okay, yeah, because like, about two years ago, uh, I was basically asked by their manager if they could stay at my house for a week. You know, right. and, and now I can't even get a, a freaking photo pass to their show. Or no, you only even get
5: response back. Really?
4: Well, I get a response that says no. <laughs> <laughs> a, a serious question, though, Luce. The Grammy uh, gave out over 80 awards. The telecast is something like three and a half hours. So it's a long program. How many of those 80-plus awards do you think were televised? 25. (laughs) Okay. 10. 10. Really? So here's okay. my here's my thing. The the Grammys isn't even about the Grammys anymore. I mean we, we see this time and time again, and not in a in a matter that I consider progress. It's it's always regress. MTV no longer plays music. The Learning Channel they fucking feature shows like Honey Boo Boo and Twin Sane Wedding. It used to be like about educational program. But did you know Twin Sane Wedding is about twins getting married? <sighs> they also have another great program called Dr. Pimple Popper and say yes to the <laughs> dress the E! Network, the entertainment network is basically just the, Kim, the, the Kardashians on constant loop mm-hmm. I, they, they, I think they spend one hour a day with entertainment news and then go back to whatever fucking side show they have for that, that, that garbage pile family that's actually the name of the show you I actually have a show re- again. Uh, the, the, keeping up with the Kardashians. Kim and Chloe, no. Chloe and Kim. Uh, uh, the slow one and the ugly one. Uh, <laughs> uh, my dad has a vagina. Uh, you know, it's just I'm not even going to get into the kind of mentality of people that actually. I watch think we it. just found our show title. My dad <laughs> has <a> vagina. <laughs> oh my god! I think we're about a season away from Dancing with the Stars being about cou- uh, couples counseling. There'll be no dancing. There's already no stars, so but the brand is so important. And at the end, at the end, they'll they'll uh, remodel a house. The point, the point being, yeah, if they're going to remodel a house, you're not going to see any of the remodeling. You're going to see people fighting and the host going, "What's the real issue between the two of you for 55 minutes?" And then some jackass is going to go, "Move that." and the house is rebuilt. Hopefully nobody is stealing this idea because I'm it in right now, this okay, <laughs> my point is this isn 't the biggest night in music any more than valentine 's day is the Super Bowl for convenience stores i mean this this is just a fucking shit show. It is like can we talked about Firefest in the last episode it isn 't about the music it 's about the celebrity it 's about the people who's sitting next to who and who's doing this three and a half hours and you show one out of every eight awards. 10 fucking awards and you have 20 shit fucking performances and you always they always throw in some token rock performance this year was the red hot chili peppers with something called post malone i'm gonna steal a joke from eric miller my entire life musically is pre malone (laughs) 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 thank you eric miller this is my point my overall synopsis here I believe in rock and I think music matters and to see this shit show which is really more of a funeral for music than anything that celebrates it it's paraded annually as the most important night that fucking breaks my heart this this is Garbage. I mean, it it it, it's it just gets progressively worse. The Grammys seem to be trying to convince you that rock music doesn't exist. Spectacle is real, and that's why I I I have to say something. That's why I don't want to sit quiet. Fuck you, Lady Gaga and your crocodile tears, and fuck you anybody who enjoys that garbage. Oh, am I? uh, What's her name? Fucking Alicia Keys hosted the thing. Did you see her play two pianos? Oh my god, people. They weren't two different fucking instruments. They were two pianos parked next to each other, and she literally just turned her stool. Jesus what, fucking Christ! But one of them was a grand piano, so you have to be a really—they were both. Player. Wait, what was the other one—a baby grand? That's right. Yeah, oh, Jesus. It's, I mean, you no, know, one was black and one was white to show it's unity. At least- Listen,
5: her name is Alicia Keys. She knows different sizes of keys to play.
4: She's a fucking idiot. And you know what? She's she's trying to push this no makeup movement. Sorry, baby. You you need it. (laughs) Hashtag me too. Next song? Hashtag me too.
3: Sitting here soaking up all of the heat of the fire. Then you sigh a little closer, whisper in my ear. We never even get around to open those beers. Being here with you, girl, nothing could get me no heart. It's a love.
2: It's in love.
3: Or I can start this car and drive back into town, land us both safe on solid ground. But after tonight, girl, you're gonna have to love me forever.
4: about the Grammys that, that uh, I find uh, very interesting that we've kind of touched on a little bit I thought we could dig into it a little more today Lewis is the amount of songwriters it takes to win a Grammy um, Cardi B uh, who we both are huge fans of
3: <laughs> what is up with that coat look like me when I was trying to my baby
4: <laughs> what is up with that coat it looks like he's trying to sneak a rotisserie chicken into the movie theater
3: <laughs> what is up with that coat I didn't know Spanish make jackets <laughs> <laughs>
4: She won a Grammy for the best rap album, and let me just break down. Let me break down some of the stats from her latest record that won that award. Please, this is an album that has three executive producers, and an additional. And I, this is not a, a, a misquote here. An additional twenty-nine people that are listed as producers. So the three executive producers we've talked about Rick Rubin being a classic ex- executive producer where he doesn't do anything he just throws his name on something on on Def Jam Records and then he gets a cut of the of the money. Uh, but 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 actual record producers are the people that are in the studio. So she needed 29 people to make a song that an album that has 11 or 12 songs. How many songwriters would you venture to guess uh, took to write these 11 or 13 songs?
5: Okay, so I want to make sure I understand the math so far. There are three executive producers, but there's 29 additional producers? Correct. Called? They're just called additional. Okay. so based They're called on producers, that,
4: yeah. There's 29 people with production credit. They're not production. listed as executive producers, which means they must have been in the studio smoking a cigarette at some point.
5: But how many, how many writers are in total for the whole album?
4: Yeah, I think it's 12 or 13 songs. How many uh, writers do you think she needed? <sighs> I'm gonna, Because this is already absurd, I'm going to say 50. Yeah, 77. Oh my
2: God!
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, if you would like a rap comparison, because a lot of people are going to come back and say, well, you get, they sample music, and so a lot of those songwriters in there, and there's some truth in that. But Snoop Dogg, his debut record, Doggy Style, which has sampling on it, was produced by one person, Dr. Yeah. Trey. And Suge Knight was the only executive producer li- listed. Uh, and not a single song on that album had more than five writing credits. Most had one or two.
2: Oh, shit. Is, is that Snoop over there? Oh, shit.
4: Now, would you like a another uh, old school reference to kind of give you maybe an album of the year winner? Uh, a f- uh, maybe, maybe a uh, female that nauseates me almost as much as Cardi B? Please. Back in the day, Alanis Morissette won it with... Uh, her record, Jagged Little Pill. How many mm-hmm. producers on that record, do you guess? One. How many songwriters? One. Two. Two, okay. For the entire record, by... not just one song, two. We touched on this a little bit when I got into the whole panic at the disco thing, uh, which uh, of course sent a friend to show Rob into a tizzy and got him and I in a little text war. I, I knew a little bit more about what was going on there than we talked into. I just didn't think we were going to you know sidetrack into it, but it turns out it's kind of interesting. A lot of people are
5: are now. Can you being, back up? Can you back up and say a little bit more about what that was about? The Panic at the Disco thing that was about, but writers per song or what was it about?
4: For people who didn't hear that episode, that uh, they have a new song called Saturday Night or anything. Uh, it's called Say Amen, but of course, in Panic at the Disco fashion, it has one of those ridiculous titles that doesn't. It's really just called Saturday Night. Uh! Saturday night anyway it, it's a very it's a song that was pretty much written uh, basically just to be something you could sell for commercials and and to any sporting event that takes place on a Saturday night but uh, it's a very paint by number song whether you like it or not I'm just saying it's not it, 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 it's not a groundbreaking musical effort because uh, it, 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 I actually kind of enjoy the, the tune a little bit but that that supposedly has 17 songwriters and three producers 17 and, one song yeah one song three producers and 17 songwriters. Here's the breakdown of that. there that does, there is not 17 people that contributed a lick to uh, the songwriting process. There are probably two or three people who wrote that song, possibly one and everybody else in that list is basically given songwriting credit as some form of payoff for another favor. in other words like you know I, I know he was on I, I was like, why is this guy being featured on Jimmy Fallon? Like, uh, hey, it's it's I don't even know the guy's name, but like a uh, Brandon or Brendan or something like that uh, from Panic at the Disco. And he came out and sang the, the the theme song to DuckTales. Now to sing his very own version of the DuckTales theme song is the one and only Brendan Uri <laughs>
0: It is like a hurricane here in Duckburg Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes It's a duck blur Might solve a mystery
4: Like nobody knows who this guy is. But you know what? This is exposure for him. Now they heard his name. Now they heard that. And this shit actually works. We were just talking about influencers and and the whole Firefest thing. This sure. is how the, the modern day works. It's like, oh, Jimmy Fallon mentioned this guy like I should know him. Therefore I should. And it actually helps and it builds a career. And 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 I would the whole point I was making on that last episode was I couldn't believe how big they got out of nowhere. Like, they had one hit 10, 15 years ago, and suddenly they're back? I mean, they were touring, opening for Weezer, you know, two years ago. Now Correct. they're they're headlining arenas, and nothing has changed. There hasn't been this this seismic shift other than this kind of payola aspect. Cardi B pretty much came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? There's a great meme, if you look it up, uh, of the number of people uh, that Beyonce used on the record that, that she lost to Beck. Uh, for whatever that, when Kanye lost his nuts on the Grammys a couple of years ago, yeah yeah, 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 and it's and then it shows how many people songwriters Beck used, and it was one.
5: <laughs> I actually thought when you were going to tell me about that part that Beck had a bunch of songwriters on it. So I, I, you know, I had a couple of Beck albums early on, and I, I think I only remember seeing his name and maybe the Dust Brothers, who did a bunch of like DC sure. Boy stuff and things like that, and that was about it as far as producers. But it wouldn't have surprised me if later on in his career he had a shitload of writers or producers like you were talking about because if i am understanding this right because the industry has changed probably you know to get on on the radio or these channels or these shows or 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 whatever publicity you had to pay up front but now because the music industry is is in such a, a different area that they're actually putting like hey if shit does happen then you will get paid based on this contract where we're putting you on as a songwriter or a producer so all the efforts you do be it you're a dj or your promoter or tour manager the payoff will come if you do your part because your name is on this product. Does that sound right?
4: Yeah, that, absolutely. And and I I think with this song from Panic at the Disco, I guarantee there was already something in the works where like you know a show like TNT is going to use it for like March Madness games or right. or baseball playoffs, some of that nature, um, where they knew there was going to be because if you get a song on TV like on a broadcast, that's where there's some real money there. I mean, if if you're a burgeoning musician out there, your goal should be to write the next Friends theme, you know, a show that's on TV for 10 years and always in syndication. That's where you're going to make money. You won't get famous.
5: Six months ago, if you turn on a radio station, turn on a TV, turn on anything like that, you would never hear Africa by Toto, which is a song that we heard a lot when we were Yeah, when I was 10. Right, we were 10, but then it just, you know, it vanished. It really, I don't even think that it really s- stood the test of time for classic rock radio. It just kind of faded away.
4: Well, there was that my- guy from my hometown, Oatana that wrote that Firefly song um, that I thought had a little bit of uh, Africa in it. But anyway. Okay.
5: But it kind of, you know, you remember it, but it wasn't something that was constantly... Yeah, like no, I get your rap point. Yeah, it was not. Okay, okay, okay. It's it everywhere now, stay. though, isn't it? It's not a sweet home Alabama, but all of a sudden, in the last six months... You know, well, a year or so ago it was on, or two years ago, whatever it was featured, either season one or season two on the soundtrack for Stranger Things. Yeah, um, it was a big long montage on that on that episode. I remember, they played I think the entire song when shit was going down. But then Weezer covered it, obviously. Um, but but where, so what? So what? It was on a Netflix show, which yes is popular. But how does it get to that next stratosphere where it's fucking everywhere? It's on it's on football game. It's like huh. it's everywhere. A sports. How does that work?
4: You know, uh, it's probably somewhat similar. I, I, I do think the, the people who pick the music for Stranger Things do come at it more organically and they, they try to fit it in for what they're trying to do. But maybe that was the spark that got, like, you know, moguls and behind the scenes people going, how can we make this bigger? How can we, you know, uh, how can we turn this into some kind of money making machine?
5: I can't think of anything like it. There's, you know, there's 20
4: other songs. Well, do on do that you show, remember, uh, for shit, what was the name of the band? Sheriff? God, what was their song? Like it came out three years before it became a hit, and that was just because someone started playing it in Vegas, supposedly. But mm-hmm. then, like, well, how does that translate to like every other radio station in the country?
5: Yeah, I mean, even like like Journey, it can't stop believing. You'd be like, oh, it's the same thing that happened. Yeah, but there's the last uh, seconds of Sopranos,
4: and it was you also know, a massive, a monster song before that.
5: Co- correct. Bigger yeah, than Africa, big. anyway. Yes, agreed. So anyway, there's was like there is something going on. there is there is a reason Ooh. that Beck is still relevant.
4: Hey, hey, 20, you want a modern day example of what we're talking about? A Please. band that we've yes. actually interviewed on the show. Okay. Wilson is on Monday Night Football. You gonna tell me that wasn't some sort of payola?
5: Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, every those ass week, ass clowns?
4: every week the song uh, Baller was on there, wow. at, at, like one of their segments going to commercial. And I guarantee you, they don't see a penny of that. That was some sort of payoff to somebody. Now, well, that was ba- I don't yeah. think it actually worked for them because they weren't at the Grammys. But.
0: <laughs> the traveling in packs so I can't carry anymore Waiting for somebody else to carry me There's nothing that's there for me At my door, all the people I know are who they used to be And if I try to change my life for more a day, there would be nobody else to save And I can't change into a person I don't want to be so Oh! It's Saturday night Get a break by the Every morning man, I wake up, I wanna be who I couldn't say I'd ever been. But it's so much more than I ever was. If every night I go to sleep, knowing that i give everything that I, I had to give, that it's all I could have asked for. I've been standing up beside everything I've ever said, but oh, it's Saturday night. Yeah. If I had one more day to wish If I had one more day I could be better, but baby Oh, it's Saturday night
5: I think that uh, because it's been almost thirty minutes or thirty-five minutes of, of playtime in this episode, we have to mention Kiss. By oh yeah, yeah. by <laughs> contract, yeah. Okay, all right. So we're sort of going to talk about Kiss, but Kiss outside of Kiss, and that is painting. Can we talk about Kiss and painting, please? <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, what do you what do you want to get into here? Okay, what well t- I just want to say paint, that, that, that paint the picture for the listener, Luce. I will paint. I will
5: paint the picture as you will see for two hundred fifty dollars a ticket on this tour, <laughs> and then this. And I'll tell you, I, I'm going to let you start, and then I'll go on my perspective on this too. But if you're going to this fair world world tour, you have a lot of expectations. You have expectations of
4: unless you're a Kiss fan, you have no expectations. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Then, or you just finally just, like, you're in a terrible relationship and you're like, fine, I'm not going to have sex tonight. <laughs> Again.
4: <laughs> that is. They've just succumbed to accept.
5: <laughs> they're like, they're like, there's that's why you look around, there's there's very many people that kiss crow, they're unshowered, because they're not going to have sex regardless if they're, <laughs> they're
3: gonna shower or not.
5: They're not brushing their teeth. Oh, yes. They're not. They're uh, not wiping their butt to make sure they're not. They're yeah. not. They're not clean. They're not uh, getting those nose hairs out. There's no way they're getting laid tonight. So fuck it. If you're right? a
4: fee- if you're a female at a kiss show, as long as you're within fifty feet of Gene Simmons, it's a safe space. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> There's never been a larger safe space. Than a kiss. <laughs> than a kiss oh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yeah, a lot oh, of tucked-in shirts and polite gentlemen. Uh. Anyway, so when you're, when you're around there, now just so you know,
5: just to prep, if you didn't know this, because I wasn't even aware of this until... I don't know. Maybe it wasn't until like a couple of shows into this tour that I saw somebody posting about this. But I've always been wondering, what is the opening act for the
4: Kiss <laughs> End of the Road Tour?
5: And just so you know, who is that? Uh, What's his uh, name? Uh, Dave
4: Gagliardi or something? I think it's Steve. You're Steve. getting Steve the Painter. Steve the Painter.
5: <laughs> is the opening act. There's no other bands. You're going to be warmed up and fucking, you're going to get all your, oh, I can't wait for fucking deuce. You're going to get all revved up
4: by a guy that paints Well, much like the the lip syncing that's going on, the people that just are so afraid of a world without KISS are are going out of their way to defend it against the haters that don't really even have anything to say about it. Painter haters. Yeah. Pa- Painter haters. Yeah. So I saw like Julian Gill, uh, a friend of the show, uh, host of the KISS FAQ podcast and an overall good guy, but he yeah, was posting something about like, uh, um, see, they're selling these paintings for charity. They're raising money for good it was almost kind of like a suck it kind of post <laughs> you know what i mean he, of course julian's much more elegant than i am so he didn't say anything like that but and i even saw ken mills like i'd rather have 15 minutes of painting than um uh see a Conaline crush uh and sonny pooney said something that uh on a like he took a shot of the crowd going into the the anaheim arena he went to that show apparently uh sonny pooney another friend of the show uh, so I mentioned three p- fellow podcaster friends of the show, Sonny Pooney, Ken Mills, and uh Julian Gill. Just because uh in case they hate me after this, I just plugged them too. Uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, Sonny Pooney posted and he used uh he, basically you see the crowd going into the arena and it's 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 a big, you know, it's a big group of people trying to get into a, a building, right? We've all been to a concert. They all are like this. And he said, Rock is dead, my ass. And I'm like, Well, you understand you're quoting Gene Simmons. And that kind of dawned on me. It's like They have a painter for an opening act, and I don't give a fuck if this guy is selling... Uh, the, you know, raising a ton of money for charity. I want to put it in the rock is dead category because Gene Simmons did that. And one of the things that irritated me about that was that, like, he's a guy who has some influence in the industry. You would agree, right? Some, yeah, some, right. And this is an area he definitely has direct influence. There are a lot of amazing young up-and-coming rock bands that are not getting the opportunity that would be opening for Kiss and having this audience in front. Of you. In other words, the guy who said rock is dead and it was murdered actually has a chance to do something about it. And what does he do? He fucking green lights a painter. You think it was him that greenlit it? Oh, I look, I I think he could he has some influence and say, "No, we're not doing this." Although maybe this is painter pale. We were just talking about that with the Grammys. <laughs> maybe like, you know, because of this now Paul's work will be displayed at a gallery not named Wentworth. Give me a fucking break. Stop. I mean, my god, it was bad enough listening to you people talk about like I don't care if he lip-syncs because I just want a good time. You did care when they were ripping on people who lip-synced. You were going, hell yeah! And now they're lip-syncing you're going, don't care! You will take anything, including a fucking painter, as an opening act. Guess what? You don't have to like it. It's okay. You're still going to get to see Kiss. You're not going to get kicked out of the Kiss Army if you go, really? A painter? You don't have to go to the... Tattoo removal parlor to have your kiss tattoos removed because you thought a painter was stupid. Have fucking free will. Open your mind, people. Their opening act is a painter. Rock is dead. It definitely is at the opening act of the KISS show. The last thing Gene Simmons is ever going to do is help a young up-and-coming rock band, unless they're called fucking House of Lords. Oh, my God. I'm, You're uh, the- I, I'm drunk off the Lagintas because <laughs> uh, we're doing back-to-back episodes. All he could have done too, and I'll go into my
5: my list of things I would rather see than a painter that aren't bands, and just <laughs> we go back and forth on that. Okay, and and, and that is that, that let's say that that, that he said like these new up and coming rock bands are not be giving a ch- uh, not given a chance. Here's a chance to put them up there. Let's say he did some back end deal. It says I will sign some evil fucking thing. It says I'll put you on here, but I get ten percent off of X Y Z. Which he would, forward. of course, of course he would. But the, the, the point is, is that you pick. I'm not even name any of them. Pick 20 of the most straight up rock bands that we've we've featured on the show in the last three years. Just any of them. Any of yeah. them. And I think that, that people would be entertained.
4: Yeah, no, notice uh, in my rant, I didn't have a horse in the race. I didn't say you should nope. have picked the Glorious Suns or Bobo Flex or any of these bands. I'm no, just saying no. there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot. Other than Greta Van Fleet, they could use some help. Greta Van Fleet yes. seems to be getting all the help they need, is all I meant there. Yeah, if yeah, you like yeah. them, I, I don't care. Whatever.
5: So can I have a couple ideas that I'd prefer seeing besides a painter? Okay.
4: Okay. So here's a few. Okay. So the, <laughs> Now we're the, getting the back f- to the comedy portion of the show. At That's least right. I hope so.
5: Well, it's a little of both. I mean, it's, it's comedy, just this, this entire thing. The fact that you're going to a show and you're seeing a painter <laughs> open up. Okay. Here's first, first thing, real basic. Instead of having a painter, I would just like to see a chart of everyone's net worth in the audience with a PowerPoint showing it slowly decreasing uh, uh, during the show it, it, with like a whole chart of bad decisions they have made um, in their life. That would be one thing I'd like to see but I'd also like to see instead of a painter uh, which is why this is occurring to just have elevator music playing and it just says in all KISS logo lettering and bright you know flashing lights Just says buy our fucking merch. <laughs> just go just leave where you are because you're bored as hell because that's why they're doing that. They're, they're forcing you. They're putting a painter on stage. They want you to leave your seats oh and go boy. out of boredom and out of your boredom and out of your soul slowly seeping out of you to go spend money on more of their shitty merch. That's the only reason they would have something that, that terrible there. I'd rather have the, the Conspiracy. actual... I would rather have just the road crew out there all lined up in a row like they do at the end of a show, you know, when they do the bow, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of a stage production. Yeah. Except instead of a bow, they all take off their pants and start pissing on the front,
4: lo- front row. Just just giving everybody golden showers, you don't know, you think most of their crew would have a stage fright? yeah I don't know. you know what I'm but, talking but, about the piss and stage fright.
5: you know what's better? I would actually be less offended if fucking Gallagher was out there with his <laughs> smashing of watermelons
4: <laughs> that's funny, right? I smashed fruit
5: oh my god, what just it's just it's 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 appalling there's nothing i i I don't know it's. I'm just trying to think of anybody that's actually sitting there and is not half falling asleep and being woken up by Detroit Rock City, or whatever their opener is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point to it. None. The only thing I can think of, the happiest person on earth is that fucking painter. Because I guarantee this is how it went down. Is that one day he was falling asleep in, a, in, a, in, <coughs> in his, own, his, his own tears. He was about to, 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 to drown in his own tears. And he woke up one day and Paul Stanley calls up and says, hey, would you like to paint some things for our tour? And then, boom, he was done. That's his year. Can you imagine being that guy, getting that call? Was that extra? Did he? I mean.
4: I'm pretty sure he's doing it for free just to raise money for wounded vets or dogs or PETA or, you know, whatever charity he's donating. Have you seen it? It's not good. No, I haven't. I mean, maybe I should look it up. Oh, yeah. I'm with you, man. This is very. Honestly, to me, this might be more disappointing than the the lip syncing. Uh, Just because. Of what I just said, there this could be an opportunity for a young band, but Mr. Rock is dead, predictably, isn't putting the money where his mouth is. He could do something about this, and he's doing nothing. He's just choosing to, like, yep, Rock is dead. Because you and I talked when we heard that come out. We didn't really actually think he was wrong. Nope. No, like like no. his overall did, point no, was no. pretty valid.
5: But that's my whole thing is they, they you could you could actually end people with a gr- pretty good concert experience if you did a basic a small Kiss a or something like that. You yeah, just put in two
4: <laughs> two great. Bring on Slaughter bands. and Winger and relive the Hot in the Shade <laughs> tour.
5: <laughs> You're all set. You put in you just just put Udo. You know what be. You know what? I would actually. I'll put that too. I would rather see Udo as an opening act. Yeah, well, I will th- say th-
4: th- this. I'm glad painter. it's not Ted Nugent. I'll take the painter over him.
5: Baco, I'm a very important man. I have to get going here, but I hear yeah, like, kids screaming in the background. So it sounds like yes. we're done
4: today, huh? Correct. So, uh,
5: you want to do some, uh, some props, some social media.
4: Yeah. Just a reminder for people to help out the show. You can, uh, well, you can buy us a beer, uh, but, um, you can also go to our, like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group. Cobras on fire. Just uh, mm-hmm. search that on Facebook and uh, uh, just just request it. We let everybody in. We just keep it private uh, that uh, because we keep it blue. But we mm-hmm. are also on Twitter. Go find us there. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. Just pull up Google or any uh, web search engine, Microsoft Edge, if, if you prefer that. <laughs> Uh, maybe Bing. Be gone soon. You go ahead and Bing us. Just type in Cobras and Fire podcast, sure. and uh, you're going to find us basically everywhere. We're on all the podcast apps. Uh, if you're a- on,
5: if you're a three sides three sides fan, use Alta Vista yes. or Ask
4: Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After after your uh, dial up has uh, connected you to the internet, uh, <laughs> uh, but if you're a fan of three sides, you're probably not listening to us right now, except for you, Mike. He knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, you want to get out of here loose? This has been fun. We had a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Rock's not dead. It's Posing for a portrait. I know it says Dave Brewington, but we're actually doing the uh, um, Gene Vogel one. Right. Okay, so you're in the
5: macro. Oh, wait, I'm a micro. You're doing the micro.
4: Okay. Yeah, I, I lead you in. And
5: I'm doing – why does it say Dave Brewington? I just I'll, said this that that's the, wrong. It's Gene Vogel. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay.
1: The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today, wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.